Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. We were at his friend's and they're having a house party and he came over. Um, I was like, he, I told him, I was like, you can come to my house, come stay at my house. So he thinks he's coming to my house to like... Uh, Get, get down, some. get, get some. some. But he little did he know I did not put out. <laughs> I did nice not. Job. Yeah, and we we have, we would Joe we'd laugh about that so much. Like he thought it was gonna be like such a fun night, and then he got to my house and it was like. Wah, wah. Between the Reps with Brooke Entz and Gina Chancharulo is a Castbox original produced alongside Studio Seventy One. Castbox is the fastest growing and highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can listen to Between the Reps wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. What's up, people? I was going to say, what's up, guys? But then sometimes when I say guys, I get worried about like, oh. you know, this whole like how you address people. Mm-hmm, you're right. What's up, humans? Hello, humans. Hello, humans. Hey, we are back with another episode of Between the Reps with Brooke and Gina. And today, we're talking about uh, something like, neither one of us have a lot of experience yeah. with. Like relationships. So I mean, relationships. <laughs> relationships. Um, this is how this well, topic came to be. Right. And how we so. decided we wanted to talk about this. We have a really good friend. His name is Sam Allen. Go ahead and uh, that's Smallen. S-M- Smallen. Smallen. At Smallen. A-L-L-E-N. Uh, on Instagram. Go ahead and check him out. He has been in the dating scene for a long time. Mm-hmm. And he lives in San Francisco. Watching me, I'm just like, I'm giving so much information away. <laughs> His phone number is. No, just <laughs> you can he find him at. at. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he lives in San Francisco. And we were just starting to joke about 
just like the dating life, you know, and like who he's like, who he's dating right now or whatever. And we started talking about it. We decided to be a fun topic with him, but he's not here. So (laughs) we will definitely be bringing him on and maybe we'll focus it a little bit more on like sex and dating. No. You know? Well, he has to agree to that. I think he already did. Okay. Anyways, we're going to continue with the subject. And we've asked for some questions. We're going to we're going to answer some questions in the second half of the show. And first half, I'll go ahead and just start with one of the questions I get a lot, which is people want to know how I met my husband. So here's the story. I met Marston on my 18th birthday. Such a baby. Yeah, I'm 29. I turned 30 in August. Don't forget August 10th, um, you guys have my P.O. box on my Instagram. Go ahead and send whatever you want to celebrate my birthday. 30 years of being alive. Anyways, met Mars on my 18th birthday. Me and my girlfriends were out and about all night, being crazy, driving around. Um, honestly, to be honest, we were like running through the sprinklers. I was going to say, when you say being naked. crazy, like you didn't drink or anything. No, then. Yeah, I didn't drink alcohol. Like I didn't, yeah, I didn't drink alcohol until my second year of college, right. actually. No, we were just, we loved good, clean fun. good uh, music, running through like sprinklers, driving around St. George, Utah, having good old fun. And we were hungry. And my best friend was driving, Kelsey Lyman, and she, we went to Del Taco and we were in the drive through and there was this car full of boys. This is not, this is legit. This car full of boys was like driving away. Like they had just eaten at Del Taco. They had all their windows down. I've got a car full of girls. And they we were like, they were like hooting and hollering in this car full of boys. So they stop. And the best part of this whole thing is like, I'm telling you the real story. But if Marston tells you this story, slightly more like uh, exaggerated. <laughs> exaggerated or more like more flattering to him? Eh, no, just exaggerated. Just exaggerated. Okay. Yeah. So they stop. And all the boys start walking up to the car. We're literally still in the drive up at Del Taco. And I was like so nervous. I didn't even like talk to any of them. And as they were walking up, we were all in the car to basically calling dibs (laughs) on these boys. And they were out. They were um, it was summertime and they were in the middle of football camp. They were all at the college. We all just graduated high school. And. Marston will tell you that he just like threw his phone number into the car full of girls. <laughs> okay. So um, what really happened? He just threw it in there. Uh, quite a few of us were texting him. I was moving away for school. We hung out so did, wait, one but time. But did he really just throw his number into the car? He was giving it to um, a friend in the back seat, oh. And my best friend that was driving took the number down for me. Okay. Um, we were texting right before I moved away to school. Literally, like a, like a few weeks later, we hung out one time. And during that one time, me and him didn't even hang out. I hung out with his best friend. Ooh. I was at my friend Kelsey's house. They came over and her, this is Marston. He walked in and was like, ooh, Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> right? That sounds like him. He goes over, plays Mario Kart with her roommate the whole time. I hang out with Kevin, his best friend, the whole time. And then they leave. Um, I moved away to school. We stayed in touch. He was going to school where I was from. I was going to school where he was from. He was playing football, super busy. I was a full-time dance major, super busy. So occasionally on weekends or whatever, every few weeks or more, I'd go home. If he was in town, we hung out. If he came home and I was in town, we hung out. We did that for a very long time. And that was in August of 2007. Mm -hmm. 
And Wait, when you like hung out, was that playing video games or was it like you were dating? I don't think that I would say we were dating. I feel like our relationship was always like, was it romantic at that time. No, okay. It was like flirty, okay. and you know he p- was playing football, and like I didn't want a boyfriend. So if we were hanging out, like we didn't really like do we didn't date. Like we didn't go on dates. Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely hung out with friends, like our like friends all the time. Did you make out? Yeah, like we kissed. Okay. That's what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> yeah. Like, were you just friends or friends with uh, well, a few benefits? Not many benefits. <laughs> I grew up pretty religious. Right. So. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't coming right down to ask if you were no, but I will screwing t- I will, him yet. No, I will tell you this, though. <laughs> One of the first times he came up to Salt Lake was around, I remember, I don't know if it was around Christmas time, but it was definitely snow on the ground. We were at his friends, and they were having a house party, and... He came over. Um, I was like, he, I told him, I was like, you can come to my house, come stay at my house. So he thinks he's coming to my house to like uh, get, get some, down, get, get some. some. But he little did he know, I did not put out. <laughs> I did nice not. Job. Yeah, and we we have we would Joe we'd laugh about that so much. Like he thought it was gonna be like such a fun night, and then he got to my house and it was like, wah, wah. like we like like fooled around, but like it was not what he expected. Anyways, we're not talking about that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> we dated for a long time. Got to the summertime, ended up becoming boyfriend and girlfriend, and we did long distance for two years, two and a half years, and it was definitely hard, but I think that that we can attribute that to why we've been together for so long, Mm -hmm. is he's someone who, he would date girls, he would get sick of them, Mm -hmm. he 100% wouldn't, wouldn't end it with them, he just would stop calling them. It's terrible. Literally, he they're just, still wondering and they whatever happened still, to him. Yes, they're like they're still, they're still waiting for they're him. Still wondering. Like that's how he was. Like he didn't. He wouldn't like. And he just would be bored or get annoyed. And he so he would just like stop texting them and calling them okay. and like answering their calls. I guess we're not and just move on. Going out anymore. I know what a dick. <laughs> just ghost them. Katie's worst nightmare. Go- oh my god, for <laughs> sure. Dude, everyone's worst nightmare. Shitty. Just ghosted. So for me, like both of us. We weren't around each other enough to ever get sick of one another. So we were, when we like started to like each other, we still like weren't in the same city. So we wouldn't get, we, we'd go weeks without seeing each other. And then we'd see each other and like relationships with like distance or space and you come together, it's really uh, refreshing and it's good for a relationship. Mm-hmm. So we did that for a long time. We dated for seven years. <laughs> yeah. It's a long time. Did it for seven years, got engaged, got married, and here we are today. So I met him on my 18th birthday in 2007, and it is 2019, and we're married, and our uh, anniversary is August 9th. We strategically, so my birthday is August 10th, his is the 12th. We really wanted to have our wedding on the 11th. Oh my gosh, just to get everything done with? But I think the 11th was like a Monday, so when we did... um, Everyone came down to San Diego. We got married in San Diego. So it's the 9th, 10th, and the 12th. Really just so, like, neither of us could forget it. Like, I'm terrible <laughs> really? with dates. Yeah, I'm terrible with dates, man. My whole family has this, th- this thing with, like, birthdays. Mm-hmm. I know, like, what the date... <laughs> I know, like, birthdays. Um, but I also am not very good about, like, knowing what the date is today. 
Like, Got I know it. today is Friday. Right. I have to check my phone to see the date. Got it. I, that's just, so you know I just, when their birthdays are. You just never remember when so, it's on yes. the day. So what happens is, right. like, we're in the month, and I know things are coming up, but... Don't they, like, have to have a bet or something? Yes, whether or my not whole family, remember. no one's allowed to, like, to let me know. <laughs> so you know if it's they legit or not. They all wait. They all wait. Did Brooke call you? How often do you screw up? Not that often anymore because I've set reminders in my phone. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. That's awesome. But yeah, so that is the story with like Cliff Notes Virgin. Cliff, Cliff Notes. It all Vir- started virgin. at Del Taco. So but yeah. romantic. Del Taco in the drive-thru. Everyone was like, was he working there? <laughs> no. <laughs> Can you picture him though? I could. Welcome to Del Taco. <laughs> yeah, so that's my story. And... um yeah, we started, started I, before that. I never really had boyfriends. I I did have guys that I dated in high school that you would consider probably a boyfriend. We just never labeled it. Mm-hmm. And Marston was kind of like the first person that I was like, I was okay with the label. And even in other relationships I was in, technically, we just never used the label. So I would never have considered them like my, like a real relationship. Right. It was never solidified. Yeah. And I went to the University of Utah in Salt Lake City, Utah. And then Marston went to Dixie State, which mm-hmm. is in St. George, Utah. Um, it's like four four hour drive. Mm-hmm. But um, we were both very busy, especially different times of year. I was a full-time dance major. He played football, gone all the time. So I think the longest we'd go without seeing each other was like three or four weeks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. I say distance. <gasps> Let's talk about time? your relationship. Oh, geez. <laughs> I was waiting for it to come to me. <laughs> I was not, I mean, I was married for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I got married when I was 23, but I was with him since I was 21 and then divorced at 46. So we were together a really long time. So I dated a little bit before then, um, but not very much. I don't know. I didn't really date very much. When I live At in all. Santa Cruz now, and I can, like, understand why. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think nobody liked me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, I, anyway. Let's, okay, so. I went, actually, I got to tell you, though, I went on this, right before I met my ex I was just going to ask you to tell me this. I went on the worst blind date ever. Yeah, I was just going to say, can you please tell me about I wasn't even going to go on this blind date. I can't remember who set me up, but. They were like, oh, you know, I think you guys would get along really great. He's a really great guy. Um, I'm going to give him your number. And I had just kind of come out of, you know, I'd had like a, a short relationship before with my son's dad that had gone kind of bad. So I was like, uh, I don't know. I guess, I mean, it can't be worse than the one before. <laughs> so I guess I'll give it so a So I try. guess I'll do like a lunch date with this guy. So this guy starts calling me. Seems like really cool on the phone. And I'm thinking, well, you know, I mean, he's at least, you know, really nice. And I, I can talk to him really easily. So sure, I'll go on a date with him. So I went on a lunch date and he picked me up at work. And I'm not kidding. I'm not trying to sound like an asshole. But this guy came up and he walks into the office. And I literally, he goes, Gina. And I, I wanted to be like, no, I'm sorry. She just left. <laughs> because he <laughs> he had a goggle imprints on his face like I don't know where he worked but he had like it looked like like he was wearing goggles okay like, it was so impressed into his face he had this crazy mullet he was wearing like like he was a little a little heavy set and he had his shirt all tucked in with like the elastic waistband 
You know, so we had a fupa. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so just gauged off that, I was like, oh, okay. Um, but I was like, you know, he seemed like a nice guy, so I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to lunch with him. We go to Chinese food. We're waiting for our table, and he goes, you know, I really shouldn't eat Chinese food again. I had to go home Tuesday with the runs. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And I go, oh, okay, yeah. (laughs) I didn't know what to say. So I was kind of dumbfounded. So then, you know, they seat us through the entire, the only thing he spoke about. Well, first of all, we were seated and I noticed this huge table of guys and they're all like keep looking over at us. And I'm like, what, who are these guys? And um, ends up, they were all people he worked with and they had all gone there to check me out. So as they're leaving, they're high-fiving him. And, like, it was just – it was the most bizarre situation. Through the entire meal, all he's explaining to me is how he makes beef jerky. Like, almost to, like, down where you skin the the cow and all that stuff. And so it's, like, making me sick. And no joke, I opened my fortune cookie and it said, better to be alone than in bad company. (laughs) I could not make this shit up. I saved it forever. And I just remember thinking, oh, my God, this is what's out there for me. <laughs> this is it. This is it. This is it. I guess I ought to you got a guys, make you know, beef got jerky. IBS and, you know, super into beef jerky. But, yeah, I, I, I guess there's, like, worse states out there. But he took me home, and needless to say, I, I think I came up with some baloney line about, oh, you know, I'm sorry, I just got a really long relationship, and I don't think I'm ready, you know. So, And then I met my ex, like, two weeks later. And I was like, ooh, he's cute. Ooh, he's funny. Ooh, let's get married. He doesn't make beef jerky? (laughs) Let's do it. Let's get married. He doesn't shit himself. Perfect. (laughs) You don't have you don't have IBS. (laughs) Yeah. You don't you can eat Chinese food? Cool. Uh will you marry me? (laughs) Right. Well, and then it lasted a really long time, so that's not a failure. No. And he's he is he's a very cool dude. He's a good guy. Um but like since then, you know, being my age and dating, I'm forty eight. Well, I was forty six at the time. Uh, I I don't date a lot. I mean, like I'm not. I don't really want to. Yeah. I mean, I I've seen people. I'll go on dates, but I have no interest. I think a lot of women my age feel this desperation to like find someone like right away. Like, oh my god, I'm gonna be alone forever. I just want to be married. I just want to have someone. Well, and, you, and you were you you definitely felt the stress of like I'm gonna be alone forever. Like, I did right before it happened. I did. And it was like me like, reassuring you that, that was not the case. <laughs> no. Well, and he realizes, like, well, I'm not going to be alone. I mean, I have great friends and I have great family and kids and all this stuff. And you have to, like, kind of restructure what you think is um, being happy and needing someone. And, like, the concept of how things are supposed to look or, like, how a relationship is supposed to look. Right. You know? Uh, And I don't feel like it's really, for me, you know, I have kids. I mean, they're older. You know, Ruby's now getting older. But, like, for me, I don't want to just keep you know, dating around and jumping into something again, because I think that's what happens so often now. Like people, girls, I mean, I shouldn't just say girls, but myself, Men I grew up do too. thinking, I got to get married. I mean, that's like the first thing you need to do. Well, yeah, you gotta, and it's you like you, get you, them, you get a boyfriend, you, gotta have kids, you get a boyfriend gotta, when you get married, right. uh, when, as soon as you get married, when you're having kids. Right. It's like you, the way society is, and just because of like how our grandparents said it, at least in like in our um, culture, right? it is pushy. 
Like it's hard to to break the mold because everyone's automatically just pushing you down this route that like we're made to believe is the only it is the way. But in reality, man has kind of created all these ideas and truly you can do whatever's going to work best for you. Right. You know, and, well, and when you're young and, and again, I, I mean, I have friends who, you know, met in high school are married, they're still married, you know, they're happy. You know, it's, it's not like an instant like, oh, if you get married young, it's doomed. Yeah, no. But I think that when you are younger, you don't, you you have no idea who you are mm-hmm. and what's important to you. So how are well, you going to pick a life partner? And because you're going to change. Yes. Well, and how do you pick a life partner without even knowing what you want from someone and they and you don't even know who they're they really are especially when you're rushing into something and oh my god you know we've been together for a year and we're getting married and you know so I dating for me now all I keep thinking is like well the last thing I want to do is just jump right back into something and you know if something happens and I meet somebody really great and I I you know love most everything about them (laughs) because you can't love everything you know yeah I'll think about it right now it's not not the rush no for me you ain't got time for that shit <laughs> all right guys we're gonna take a quick break and we'll come back and we're gonna answer some questions you can host the best backyard barbecue when you find a professional on angie to make your backyard the best around Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate you and want to stay connected with you. So please rate, review, and subscribe to help this podcast grow. And if you like the podcast, get the word out. And now back to the show. All right. I know you guys have just been waiting and sitting on the edge of your seat after that diarrhea comment um, for us to get back to this conversation. So welcome back. Uh, Thanks for listening between the reps and we're going to answer some questions and some of these will obviously maybe move into a little bit more of a conversation so and these are uh you would yeah i posted on posted i posted on instagram and just kind of let people know a couple topics we might be talking about this uh this weekend and one was dating and so we've got some questions we do but i want to address one because this is really good okay uh okay People wonder why I suffer from self like lack of self esteem issues. Sorry, I can't I can't talk right now. 
Well, I wonder why. I wonder why. Well, this one. I legit thought that was Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> and then in parentheses, Bruce Jenner. LOL. <laughs> Commenting on a picture of you and I. Everyone so I'm thought assuming that, that's me. Everyone thought my best friend was Caitlyn, Caitlyn Jenner. Jenner. Well, don't say everyone. It's one person. <laughs> they did get two likes, though. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so three people. Dude. Dude, people are so funny. Okay. I know. I'm bel- I believe. I've his- I get it. I get a lot of shit all the time. But you know what? Just on that note, because you guys are listening, trolls totally suck. Um, but we are also working on realizing and noticing the amount of people that are positive. Exactly. To the one or two or three people <laughs> three that people. are kind of mean. There, yeah. Yeah. You get, you so, get a few mean ones. Hey, guy. It's, her name's Gina Chancharulo. It's not Caitlyn Jenner. And if it were Caitlyn Jenner, <laughs> we'd probably be doing way better. I'd be making know. way more money. I know, so. man. <laughs> All right. Question one. Are you are guys intimidated by you? This is from Caden underscore pretty. Yes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that was for me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I guess it's hard for me to speak for guys. Have I heard that some guys are intimidated by me? Yes. As your friend and watching how people behave around you, I would say yes. <laughs> uh, what if he doesn't lift? Then we ain't going out. Ooh, okay. No, I'm just kidding. That was a little aggressive. No, that's true, though. Also, uh, I don't date, so... Well, that's true. In my relationship, I definitely urge my husband to to try and keep his weights heavier than mine. (laughs) You have said he needs to be stronger than you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anytime I'm like, hey, my front squat's getting dangerously close to yours. (laughs) You should up it. Uh, Um... There's another one. Oh, why does Mars Media call you his pony? Oh. Because Marston, when I wear when I wear heels, like wedges or heels, he he looks at me and I think just like my muscles and like the size of my legs and my body, like a pony that's like <laughs> rear like, like a show pony. Oh, and he'll do that at me, and he'll like, <laughs> and I love it with your big blonde, beautiful. Yeah, pony. and I do love I love horses a lot. And this is completely off topic, but if I were to ever have a tail of some sort, I would love a horse tail. Uh, and if I were going to have a different tail, something that was more for than just show and beauty, I'd probably have myself like a lemur tail, you know, oh, really? or a monkey tail, something okay. you could like, you could like use and grab shit with. Okay, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Gina. How do you feel about people waiting until their thirties to get married? Also, how long is too long to wait for a proposal? Oof. This is from mm. Leashy Be Fit. Well, I'll say this. My, I have older children. Uh, I always told them to wait. See, I don't I don't want to say being young and getting married is an automatic doom. But what I would encourage them to do is to wait until they're a little bit older. So, again, they know who they are. They're kind of they know a little bit better who they are and what they want in a partner and that there's no rush. So. I would say, like, my daughter got married at, I think she was 27. She's been married a year. I felt like, and they'd been together for a very long time. And so I feel like that was a a really great decision for her. Um, I I would say late 20s, early 30s. I mean, for women, it's hard, too, because, like, their biological clock, blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, you don't want to, you know, I mean, if you're just getting proposals thrown at you right and left, and you're just waiting for the 
perfect guy to come along. Yeah. That's not going to happen. But I, I, I think it's good to wait a little bit longer than what kind of what my generation did, which was like get married right out of high school. And then as far as what was the other question? Um, oh, it was. Uh, um, how long is too long to wait for a proposal? Oh, I don't know. Honestly, like that question to me, I could give you an answer that you may not like. I just feel like. After being in a relationship, like being married aside, just being with someone for 11 years, I've been with Mars for 11 years, um, having a ring on your finger or a title or a piece of paper should not be like your end goal because. Well, and two, but it's almost like acting like you also have to know the relationship you're in and be honest about the relationship that you're in. Because if you're in a relationship where the guy's not even talking about it, I mean, he's, you know, you've been together for a few years and it's, if your goals are not the same, you know, if you don't have like, I don't know, I don't know if it's like an agreement. Or if if it really is like, kind of one-sided but you're really jaded and so you you are you're very hopeful but the other person is ne- it's like not something that's going to happen for them right. you know but they like what's happening it's probably a conversation you need to have with them to so just to know like if that's something that you really want if like getting married is your non-negotiable and that's what you really want but the other person is like I have no desire to go through with marriage maybe they have a lot of maybe a super sour taste in their mouth about it. Maybe they've gone through some stuff or family stuff or whatever, and that's never going to happen for them. If that, if you can't find like an even playing field and realize and like decide what you will be moving forward, then it's better to don't lose time. Like if you really want to get married or you really don't want to get married and your partner does, that's going to be a problem. And all you're doing is prolonging it the more you ignore it and hope that they'll, they'll give you what you want. Exactly. Which it totally sucks. And relationships are hard, which is why I called them relationship <laughs> in the beginning of this, in the beginning of the podcast. Well, and the thing is, is like, I think if you, I would never want to feel like I pressured someone into marrying me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that is, that seems awful to pressure someone into marrying me and then realizing Okay, well, now you've done something that you don't want to do. I mean, you're better off finding somebody that actually values you in that way and wants to to live with you in that yeah. capacity. Anyway, here's a question: Some underscore rad under whore, under, under whore. whore. Wow, <laughs> sorry, yikes. Some underscore rad underscore redhead. Some rad redhead. Hmm. Brooke, how have you dealt with self-esteem in regards to dating? I've been told by men I'm unattractive because of my muscles, and I wondered if you have ever encountered that. Well, for me, I've never encountered that in dating, but we could say this. like, Let's take this conversation from romantic relationships to just relationships, because that's not only with your romantic partner, but we have so many people in our life that matter, you know, and like are different levels of being your friend that it's kind of the same thing. So have I encountered people that would have that perception of me? 100% in public or in in person um, and for sure on social media. Um, it's really something that is 
sad and it's obviously really if you really like this person or you have like this idea that you want to have something with this person and they're coming to you and saying like I'm unattracted to you because of how strong you are like maybe we could say move on yeah like maybe we could be something <laughs> if maybe we could be something if you like didn't do crossfit <laughs> um you got to know what your what your heart really wants and i think that if you have anyone in your life that is already showing so much control over you, it's not going to get better. No. Like you will be unhappy. Well, and the thing is there are men out there that do appreciate that. I mean, I can't tell you how many times we walk around and some, I mean, there's constant men telling you, oh my God, you look so amazing and all of this. So, I mean, you're gonna find someone that that loves that. Yeah, I mean, and you know what's crazy too? It's not really crazy. That was dumb, sorry. I've met boys that for sure are like, uh, I would never consider someone who would be interested in a girl who was like physically strong looking and, you know, like like me. Um, And they start getting more into training and they start going to CrossFit and start training in CrossFit and they they start to see women different. And I've talked to men about this. They see women different. And now they're so attracted to someone not, they, they see this physically, mentally strong human and they now see you for so much more than just what you look like. That doesn't mean that every guy or every girl is going to see that opposite, see that, you know, the, I can't say opposite sex because some of us like the same sex, which is totally cool by me. Um, and a partner. That, that their, their partner that they want that the same partner. way right. or that they'll have that same change or mental change. Uh, but it does happen. I remember I was at a competition one time and one of the, I was in the middle of the competition uh, and one of the judges, she had told me that her, she was about, she was going through a divorce because she started doing CrossFit and basically her husband was like, well, was just very against her doing that. And it was so much so that it wasn't going to work out anymore because you have this woman who found this type of training that made her feel strong and confident and better, but yet this person that she trusted and cared so much about was just tearing her down right. for the same reasons why she was feeling better. Well, and the root of that would just be that he's controlling. And yeah. I mean, there's I feel like there's other issues there. Yeah, so it's very difficult. I think that um, the best thing you can do is make sure that you're true to yourself and realize that life is goes by really fast and it's it's also really long and something like if you needed to end something for your better like to make your life better in the long term uh, to do it may hurt really bad but it will hurt more if you stay in something for so long and you're slightly or you know pretty unhappy the whole time because you're just trying to be perfect for someone else right you know, and never really being able to kind of be who you want to be or right. do the things that you want to do. Well, and that would be like really for anyone. I mean, it's the laws of attraction. I mean, you're just attracted. I mean, you're attracted to different people for different reasons. Mm-hmm. So if this one person isn't, then it's there's plenty of people that will be. Okay, here's one question. It's a long mm-hmm. one. I got to read it. I was okay. trying to like skim it. Can't. <laughs> you want to hold says, it really close to your face? Uh, this is normally how I look at my phone. <laughs> this happened, first of all, you guys are, the, if, you, if you're just listening, uh, when my neck was really bad, I couldn't look 
down or up or whatever. So I'd hold everything directly in front of my face. And so I still do that. And Gina's always like, uh, can you see that? <laughs> her nose like is on an the phone. inch away from my face. Um, okay. So this is more relationship related. If you met someone when you were at a certain level of fitness, AKA you were smaller and more lean and you're still with them, but you've put on some pounds. How do you think that can affect the relationship? Do you think it's in the back of someone's mind that you were smaller, fitter at one point and you should try to get back to that point? Sorry to unload on you. This is the mental battle in my head and I'd love to hear your take on that. Thank you. Love you guys. Um, totally relatable. I mean, like I can completely understand where you're coming from. I can also really understand like why you'd have that internal battle. I think that, let me try and put myself in your shoes. So I'm not going to like speak for you. I would think one, if that person, if it is, if it really is more than just like a very, uh, I can't think of the word, but like, not like a fake relationship, but like you just care about what the person looks like. Superficial. Superficial. If it's more than that, but you're still having these feelings, I think that it could be more personal. You're worried about that person seeing you differently when in fact, maybe that person literally sees you the exact same and does not care. You know, uh, I've definitely been in the situation where like I'm like a total introvert. Some of you guys are probably like, yeah, bullshit. I'm totally an introvert that's really good at extroverting. I have a lot of conversations in my head and I think about stuff all the time. I've definitely been extremely insecure. I am more secure with myself now than I ever have been in my entire life. And it's taken a lot of work and a lot of ups and downs and like to get to where I am. And I still struggle, especially because trolls like talk shit all the time. Um, but it's something that maybe you're a little bit, you're battling with the idea of like, do you feel like you should be who you were or do you actually like and feel comfortable who, who you are now? You know, physically, weight, whatever. Maybe like you're in the gym and now you can move more weight and you love being strong and that means you have to have more weight on your body. If you're going to be stronger, you got to gain muscle. If you're going to gain weight. That's just the way that it is. You know, I would start thinking more there. Decide, are you happy with where you are? Do you love where you are? And when you can do that, if you can love yourself, it's going to allow other people to love you so much easier and so much more. And you'll probably maybe be able to see that that person does in fact still love you the same. Um, and maybe it was more so a struggle or, or a decision or something that you needed to figure out for yourself. And it's not like a cop out to the question. I just think that. Well, it's harder than we just making it like a physical we thing. Can't, yeah, we can't make these know. big assumptions about what other people are thinking. You know, I yeah. think, and it's always, and regardless of what the other person is thinking, you've got to be happy with where you are first and foremost, and your health and your mindset is the most important. Um, and I used to say, I used to say, I still say it. I think that in decisions you make, in relationships, in business, in traveling, in friends, in all of these things, and I started to really feel this way because as my life started to change and become far more busy a few years back, and I had no real preparation for like knowing right. how to handle things or do things or, you know, it could be very, e it can be very easy for someone who cares about all their loved ones and friends so much to make decisions based off of what 
their happiness is. Right. And what's tough about that is eventually you might feel like it maybe wasn't what you truly wanted or needed. Or you might feel like, well, I wonder what if, you know. But you did what you did because it keeps everyone else happy. But then what if at the, the expense of that is like you feel empty or you feel like you've missed an opportunity because you were making decisions for someone else? It's very important to realize that at the, you know, nothing is guaranteed. Like it's like the whole like, you know, kind of a scary concept. But like it's like you don't know if you, what tomorrow will bring. You don't know if you'll be around tomorrow. You don't know all these things. And so it's and it's very easy to think about that and then be like, ah, no, let it go. But it is a reality that we don't really know. And so if you always make decisions that's basing everything off of how other people will be happy, at the end of the day, or how they perceive, or you. How they perceive right. you, at the end of the day, if we don't know what's going to happen or we have no idea what's guaranteed, we don't know if friendships are guaranteed, we don't know if relationships are guaranteed, what if you woke up and just you'd made all these decisions for all these other people and then one day they're all gone and you've lost all these years of time and opportunities and desires and things that you wanted to try or go do because other people didn't want you to do them. Now you just have regret. And now you just lost time. And like that is so much more painful than to just, you know, like a quick, like a little bit of pain of like saying, you know, maybe letting someone down because you wanted to go... (laughs) This is my idea. You wanted to go to this restaurant, but this person wanted to go to that restaurant. And it was a new place and you were out of town and you didn't know if you'd ever make it back and you love food. And so you don't go to there. You don't go there because this person doesn't want to go. And then you you miss this chance to go and eat at this place and you're never going to go back there ever again. And so now it's like, well, like that's such a small example, but yeah. like that can be so big. Well, and I think it's big when we're worried about like how other people perceive us, whether it's you know, it's usually about our, our appearance. Yes. It's it's important for us not to compare ourselves to other people. I find myself doing that a lot. Like oh, I'll same. compare myself. Like I'll look at someone else. You know, I hate wearing shorts. You, you know, because I, I hate wearing shorts. And everyone's like, oh, but you look great in shorts. And it's like, I just, I, for some reason, I don't like to. But if I look at somebody else and I'm like, oh, my God, they look so great in shorts. <laughs> look at their legs. I wish I had their legs. You know, or it's, and it's just ridiculous. It's, um... I mean, it's, you're never going to stop doing it because it's just that inner dialogue. But you really have to try to fight that and, and stop worrying so much, like you said, about what other people are thinking of you. Yeah. And really work on loving yourself and, you know, all of that. And really like surrounding yourself, like instead of just like trying to be on the, you know, the search for this one person, like open your eyes, take the blinders off and realize all the people that are around you that can fulfill you and love you and give you their time and that matter. You know what I mean? Like friends, like close friends, like that's how we are. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's a lot of people that can give you that love and you don't have to, and I'm not, also though, like if you're like, I'm on the prowl and that's what I want to do, do you, boo-boo. You know, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm saying that everyone is different. But I think as long as we focus on making decisions that will make us happy, making decisions that are true to ourselves and and we feel fulfilled, you're going to attract people that are going to fulfill you even more. You're not going to attract people that just want to change you and want to keep you in this little box. You know, it's important to change. What was the little stick, the thing you, you told me? What? The 
that a D had on her Instagram? Oh, it was so cute. It was like these two, it was a little sketch and it had like, a, it was very simple. It was just like two little stick people. And this is kind of like when I was going through my divorce and stuff. And I kept hearing about how I had changed, I had changed and all that. You've changed, you Like changed. it was a bad thing. It was a bad thing. And um, it was these two little stick figures. And one of them had like a little flower crown, like on their head. Like they looked, you know, like they had more on them. And the one looks to the other one and says, you've changed. And then the other one says, well, I sure hope so. <laughs> and I exactly. was like, oh, change isn't bad. No. Like, this is scary. This is scary what I'm going through. This is hard. You know, and you can relate it to someone, you know, gaining weight or feeling like their physical appearance looks different or, or know, their like job having is a changing. Or ha- yeah, I mean, there's like so many things that can happen. And, yeah. you know, so many people are so scared of that. But you just kind of have to go through that process and realize, you know, change is not always the worst thing. You can, if you really stick to, like you said, what you, if you really start focusing on what's important to you, and uh, making decisions based on what you think is right, whether it's you know morally better for you or whatever, I think it will always end up being better in the long run. Yeah, and it's even that it can be very intimidating and scary to to do that because you'll feel you can feel very selfish or well, and it's shitty for a while. Yeah, but <laughs> even just like in general, like trying to make a decision for yourself if you're someone who is very selfless and, and really does care about what other people think and really cares about other people's happiness so much can be very easy to be swayed in a way that's not in your favor very much. You know what I mean? But like, um, it's a, it's a constant thought that I think that you should have and more people should have. And yeah. And if someone, if, if you gain a few pounds, it's like, that's it's okay. so it's okay. You want to know why? Because you can, if you wanted to like lose a few pounds, you can. I think that's one thing that's amazing about the human body. But if you gain a few pounds and someone decides to not love you anymore because you gained a few pounds, tell them to go fuck themselves. Well, they probably didn't actually love you in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, and I know it can, oh, I don't know it can be hard, but I know it can be hard. And like this concept can be, you know, like you can use it in a lot of different avenues of life business friendships whatever and so yeah i think it's very important to make sure you're making decisions um that are good for you and i think if you're if you're working to be happy working to love yourself and uh you're going to attract people with the same wants and then you're going to find that person and maybe get married and have a relationship or maybe not or maybe not and that's okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, guys. So I think we've rambled a lot we did. enough on uh, that obvi- one. Obviously, our uh, our podcasts are sometimes short, sometimes long. We could talk and ramble on about dating this, for a really long time. Do you have a question? Well, no, I was just cracking up because this is like keys to a successful marriage. Don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll. I'm gonna end on this just because of that. Uh-huh. I'll end on this. Um, there's no roadmap. You know what I mean? And I feel like I can, I can look back at like, I, I watched, I people watch a lot. I love learning from watching. And I, I mean, even, even as far as like, I love watching first reactions. My first reaction, my first interaction with you is going to say a lot to me about you or how you feel about me or you know, things like that. And it really sticks with me. Like that's just kind of the kind of person that I am. 
And I've watched a lot of relationships, my grandparents, my mom, my dad, my aunts, my uncles, my brother, my sisters and their relationships. And what I've learned is they're all different. And there's, you can never, as much as you want to think that you know what's going on in someone else's relationship, you have no idea. So stop trying. Stop trying to assume what other people need. Stop trying to assume that you know what's going on because you don't. Everything's very different. What people need is very different. And there's no roadmap. Like, there is no right way. There is no wrong way. There's just lots of ways and some things work and some things don't. And we are getting older and you, you know, things are changing. Even just like, you know, not just yourself, but just like pop culture is changing. Like what's happening in our world is changing. Things in your city are changing. Like stuff is changing. And we're all trying to do the best we can. People aren't set out to want to be unhappy. People want to be happy. So accept that there's... It's okay if something didn't work for you. It's okay if you feel like you've done something that that was, you know, wrong at the time. You didn't realize it. Like, you're doing the best you can. We're all trying to do the best we can. And again, I stick by saying if you just try to make sure your goal is to be happy, to love yourself, to live a full life, you will hopefully surround yourself with people that feel the same way and you're more likely to have success success in all kinds of relationships preach that's right that's right Um, all right guys you're awesome remember to rate five star rating review subscribe uh and make sure you actually go to the between the reps youtube channel that's where all of our videos are living these days and uh we'll see you guys next time thanks for listening Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.